Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Bam Adebayo is not going anywhere at all. I promise you this. The Heat will regret it. Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Is the show starting? Hello? Hello? All right. I promise I'm prepared. Wouldn't have guessed it from our from our tease. Are you though? Holy crap. Um he already pissed Stone off. I know. He's so mad. He thinks I'm mad at him. He didn't do anything wrong. I've been counting you guys down the whole time. No, 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 no. It was just my jackassery. All right, dude. Chill. Don't be mad, the guy. Nice good? to see you too. Yeah, don't be mad, guy. Wow. You got the whole the whole crew is back. Um All of this talk about Damian Lillard and the Heat. I can, I can almost unequivocally assure you of one thing. If the Heat get Dame, it's not going to be a deal that includes, bam, going to Portland. That's just not going to happen. Because I have this sixth sports sense that leads me to believe that, bam, going to Portland would be something that the Heat as a franchise would regret for the entirety of of Bam's career. Oh, Ken, what are you talking about? Bam's so limited offensively. We're talking Bam out of Ohio here. Dame Lillard in exchange for for Bam. Uh, do it in a second. Do it. No, no, no. Think about this. The, uh, Bam out of Ohio is one of the, the, the best two-way players in the NBA. As much as you don't want to give him credit for his offense, let's be clear about something. If the Heat somehow found a way to bring the finals to seven or won the NBA finals, he was going to be the MVP of that series. Bam Adebayo was the Heat best player in the NBA finals. Bam Adebayo is never going to be a complete product offensively, but he is the best defender in the NBA. He has been that for the last six years, but he won't win the NBA Defensive Player of the Year because the tangible metrics, they haven't invented the metric to fully gauge how good he is defensively, whether it's helping at the perimeter, helping off the ball, defending the post. He's not a block machine. What he is is an alter shot machine, an eliminate and attempt machine, be on the ball and defend it machine. Bam Adebayo to Portland for Dame would be a massive franchise-altering mistake akin to... What I experienced as a young Chicagoan growing up, the White Sox trading Sammy Sosa to the Cubs. It would be akin to that. One team got better and had all the pub and all the publicity and a home run king, and then the White Sox had mm, third place finishes over and 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 over over again. Uh, Bam Adebayo would go down like Miggy Cabrera with the Marlins, as one of the, oh, crap, we had that guy, and then we let him go mistakes. I, I just I just have a feeling. Ken Levick alive on a Wednesday 
here on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And a John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, off of the absolutely miserably hot Intracoastal. Stone the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights, Radio Life Partner, runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock and back for the first time in weeks because we all took vacation last week. The Dominic Queen herself, Jeanette Javier, in her regular Wednesday throne. I got some beef to pick with y'all. The one time I don't take, the one month in probably two years, I don't take a vacation. And then we all take off. You all take vacation. It was by design. And I am not on this radio station for two weeks because you guys decided to dip. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I had a good vacation. I was able to get some sun. Uh, visited the Caribbean, and uh, does that give you any solace? No. Okay. Yeah, well, I agree with Ken. Yeah. I mean, my vacation was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was out on the West Coast, enjoying Los Angeles, anywhere but here. Love that for you guys. Yeah. Well, like, like Ken said, hope like, you enjoyed Lake Worth. Like, I, <laughs> like Ken said, it was by design. Uh-huh. How's I Lake did Worth? Down, I did enjoy downtown a bit. Yeah, see? Lake Worth is fine. Lake I Worth is good. I will not miss you guys when I go on my <laughs> four trips uh-huh. All right. with, for the Rest of the year. Fine. Noted. Uh, So I'm going to read you a tweet. And this came down yesterday. Okay. Uh, This was, this was one of what has turned into what stone 45, 50, 55 different sources reporting heat. Dame Lillard, Portland, Miami. What's going to happen? Everybody has their own source. Right, we were saying it yesterday. I have my own source. Stone has his own source. Jeanette has her own source. Everybody's saying a different thing because there's an agenda all the way around. Uh, Shams has his own source. Chris Haynes has his own source. Uh, Woj has his own source. Like, it's just, it's I, honestly, what it all is is nonsense. Like, what, what it all is is nonsense. Nobody actually knows what's going to happen. Nobody's actually tapped in to Damian Lillard's inner mind. Nobody's actually tapped into the Trailblazers' front office. The Blazers are trying to throw out agenda stuff. I assure you, the Heat, there are no insiders that have an into the Heat front office. They just don't. This was from Yahoo Sports yesterday as we were getting on the air at noon. Portland won't trade the number three overall pick unless it nets one of a several premium targets to pair with Damian Lillard, league sources tell Yahoo. The Blazers are preparing a significant offer for Miami's Bam Adebayo. Bam has been the name that has been most prominently linked with a deal to acquire Dame and pair him with Jimmy and give the Heat that elite scorer that they need that can save your ass late in an NBA Finals game and against an elite team like the Denver Nuggets. We're all in agreement here. Dame to the Heat would be awesome, right? Jeanette, awesome, correct? Incredible. Stone, awesome, right? I think life-changing. It would be awesome. Life-changing, sure. I'll give that to you. Um, so dramatic. What I, don't, what I don't know what people think is going to happen if, if the Heat give up Bam for Dame is that Bam, for the Heat to be Eastern Conference champions, for the Heat to be NBA title contenders, it has to be Jimmy and Dame and Bam. Bam needs to be a part of this equation. Bam, I understand why the Blazers are seeking him because Bam is one of the most versatile players in the entire league. You don't believe me. 
You don't believe me? How about uh, ESPN West Palm legend Evan Cohen, who was on Sirius XM NBA radio yesterday discussing the possibility of the Heat trading BAM in exchange for Dame? Here's what Evan had to say. I don't think the Miami Heat would trade Bam Adebayo for number three, Dame Millard, 77 Bill Walton, and let's also throw in how about 88-89 Drexler. Get it all famous This is the most absurd thing. I don't think Portland wants Dame Millard. And here, yes, you heard me right. I don't think Portland wants Dame Millard. And the reality behind that is this. If you are going to sit there and say to Dame Lillard, hey, we would like to get you a star alongside of you, we're going to make an offer to Miami for the guy that when talking about the current version of Heat culture, when Pat Riley talks about it or Eric Spolstra talks about it or Udonis Haslam talks about it, they don't talk about the great Jimmy Butler. They talk about Bam Adebayo as the carrier of Heat culture. He's the one they want forever. He's the one that they deem to be a lifer. So it is complete and utter hogwash for the Portland Trailblazers to even think that they're going to get Miami on the phone for Bam. It is absurd. They wouldn't trade Bam for Dame Lillard right now. If you said Dame Lillard for Bam, Miami would definitively say no. Right. Evan's right. The Heat would say no. And for me, they should absolutely say no. Now, I noticed, Jeanette, when I was starting here and I made the declaration, Bam cannot go to Portland. The Heat will not give up Bam for Dame. I saw a little bit of a, a Dominican eye roll from you out of the peripheral of my, my, my left eye. What was that all about? I love it when my face speaks more than me mm-hmm. accidentally. Mm-hmm. I am the queen of receipts. Mm-hmm. So I sat here in the okay. same chair right next to your left and I right across from coming. Stone. Uh-huh. 99% of the season, and the only 1% is because of the finals, the five finals games, all you guys did was dog on Bam. Where has Bam been? Where has Bam? We haven't seen Bam. Where has he been? La, 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 la. Bam, this, Bam, that, all negative. And now you guys are adamant you have the opportunity to get, I'm going to use Stone's words, a life-changing uh-huh. NBA superstar onto the Miami Heat. And you guys aren't going to even think twice about giving up Bam. Sounds slightly so, weird to me. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to point out that, one, Jeanette is right, but only to an extent. She's maybe exaggerating a little bit because – Yes, we were critical of Bam, and we definitely did do the, where's Bam? Has anybody seen Bam? Where's Bam? Bam, Bam, is he on the milk carton? Where's Bam? I am willing to concede that I'm probably a little too difficult on Bam because there are too many times where I'm too fixated on his offense. It is wildly frustrating to watch him in the post, hold the ball at his ankles, get stripped, uh, not go up strong with the ball, but I'm not. I'm not giving him proper credit for how elite he is defensively in every sense. And even when he's beaten, like we saw against Jokic, and there's no way to guard Jokic. It's impossible, especially if you're an undersized Bam. But Bam doesn't back down. It's just get right back in there, get right back in the bleep, get right back in there, try and fight, <laughs> try and battle. Like for me, that's my fault. For bringing my frustrations, because Bam, through vast portions of the postseason, 
from the New York series through the beginning of the Boston series was awesome offensively as well. And we praised him. We, we praised him an awful lot. And then in the finals, we praised him because he was really the only consistent offense the Heat were getting. But it's during the bad moments where he's so frustrating and it's so listless. I get caught up and I bring it into the public sphere, my frustrations with Bam, while ignoring the fact that he's so epic defensively. I'm trying to decide if this is like gaslighting or backpedaling. I'm not, I'm not trying to, no, I'm not. But, I, okay. I'm trying to acknowledge. So, yes, you're right. I'm hard on him, and that's my fault for not talking about the complete package with Bam often enough. I remember all three of us vividly talking about on a Wednesday and Thursday or Friday, just back to back. The fact that Bam Adebayo couldn't play basketball 101. When you rebound, you drop the ball underneath your knees, and then of course you're going to snatch it, and it's a turnover because. That's basketball 101. Yeah. So you are willing to not receive Dave Lillard for that guy. Dave Lillard or Dame Lillard? <laughs> yeah, Dame, listen, Dame, Dame, Dame. I, I think, Jeanette, I think you're... I think you're Dave Lillard works in accounting in the other building here at Phillips He's Point. probably hot and has a lot of money, too. Yeah, yeah, you might want to meet Dave Lillard. <laughs> let, me, let me mark that. Dave, Dave Lillard Dave for Lillard. reference. I don't want Dave Lillard on the heat, just for, just for clarification did purposes. Really Dave Lillard? You did. It sounded like. I, I like that. It's good. I, I think you're neglecting to... to <laughs> hey, guys, I'm ready to play NBA basketball. <laughs> to understand that I don't think this has as much to do with Bam on the court as it does off the court. This is all based off of principle, I think, the statement that Ken's making. Do I agree with Ken and, in a sense, Evan, who, whose audio we played? Not necessarily, or I guess not personally, but it's about what he's become to this Heat team and, and how Pat Riley speaks on him and how vital he is alongside Jimmy. All of these things go into account, then, I think, what he's done during the season and during the postseason. I think... This has to do with heat culture. This is based off of principle that we're so, not giving up Bam for Dame. Y'all did not have this energy at all. Again, 99% but, of the season. Uh, but At I, all. There was no talk about principle. There was no talk about heat culture when it came to Bam. Oh, it was always the numbers that he put on the board. Where is Bam? I don't see him. So, uh, again, that is our fault for being so fixated on his it's offense. And I finally, I've, I've come to the realization that he's never going to be a refined offensive product. Like, I think that I was holding out too much hope over the last two, three years that we'd see uh, a, a, like, Bam in the regular season is a 20 and 10 guy every night. Like, that's the one thing. As frustrating as he is, he is a 20 and 10 guy every night. What I need to do is temper my expectations because I get so caught up in some of the turnovers and some of the holding the ball low and not being aggressive enough in the post. I don't think the post is actually his game. And that's for me to accept that, that he would prefer to shoot spot up from the free throw line, and that's a better, more comfortable shot for him than him backing himself on the block. And I need to come to terms with the fact that what I thought Bam would be is not what he actually is, and he's still a 20-10 and 10 guy in the regular season and in the NBA Finals and in the Eastern Conference Finals. He was a 20-10 and 10 guy there, too. It's just an ugly 20-10. and 10. At times, it's not aesthetically pleasing at right. times, but it's a 20 and 10. But where he is heat culture, and having said it, and I think Eric Spolstra would unequivocally agree, and you can just tell the way Spo talks about Bam. Right. Bam is more heat culture, and what Spo needs is the... Jimmy's not the linchpin of what the Heat do. It's Bam. I honestly think, after watching this postseason run, everything the Heat do when they're successful is predicated upon Bam on the defensive end. He is the only player in the NBA 
that can guard the perimeter on the ball against any position. One through five, okay? That includes a Jokic at the five who's playing you out 30 feet away, right? He's the only guy who can do that and then help you in the post or play one-on-one in the post. Protect the rim. The thing is, his rim protection is not sitting there and swatting shots four rows deep into the stands. It's altering the shot and then getting Miami out on the run or getting them into another possession. He'll never have the numbers, like steal numbers, block numbers, all the lazy defensive numbers that all the voters use because that's all they know to win Defensive Player of the Year. It's the stuff he does on film, the stuff that stands out to the intelligent mind. The trained eye. The trained eye, the trained mind that makes Bam so valuable. So all of that said, if the Heat included Bam in a trade for Dame Lillard, I think it would be a massive mistake because you're losing the true linchpin of what makes the Heat work when they're at their best, and instead you have, well, the Mavs. Like, that's what you are. Uh, And that's not championship caliber. That's not championship worthy. You need Bam as a part of this. And it just, getting rid of of Bam, if you're the Heat, reminds me of what, when I was growing up as a burgeoning sports fan, age eight, Jeanette, I'm going to bring you back to the year 1992, okay? It was two. A young Ken Levicka growing up in Chicago and with the White Sox playing right field is a young man named Sammy Sosa, okay? Mm-hmm. Sammy Sosa would strike out a lot, wasn't a good defender, but he when, he when he got a hold of it, he would hit the hell out of the ball. Young guy, young prospect, acquired in 89, okay? In 1992, with the White Sox starting to put together what would eventually be an AL AL West champion team in 93 and a team that should have won the World Series in 94, uh, they decided, yeah, Sammy Sosa, we probably need to trade him because we need some help in the the bullpen. And they go ahead and they get a reliever named Ken Patterson in exchange for Sammy Sosa. The White Sox would have success in 93. They would go to the playoffs. In 94, strike-shortened season, they led the AL Central. They were the best team in the American League. Then they fell off a cliff. What did Sammy Sosa do? 25 homers, 33 homers, 40 home runs. And then all of a sudden, 98, he's there with McGuire. And they're back and forth for the all-time home run single-season record. The Cubs make the playoffs in 98. The Cubs nearly go to the World Series in 2003. Sammy Sosa, I believe, will eventually be a Hall of Famer. That, for me, was my first taste of, holy hell, am I envious of a guy who was on my team, now he's not on my team, and it drives me absolutely insane. The White Sox being dismal in 95 and 96 and 97 and 98. And watching Sammy Sosa hit homer after homer after homer after homer and become a Cubs fan favorite, that drove me insane. And I do think that that will be Heat fans with Bam. If Bam were to be included in a deal for Dame Lillard, as exciting as getting Dame Lillard is, it would make the Heat too one-dimensional. I also want to add that he ascended to sainthood in the Dominican Republic. He's probably in every athlete's 
like I was gonna say, uh, yeah, I, he is. He is. Until he changed when he changed his skin color, and things have been a little dicey since. <laughs> yeah, when, when he turned into a white man, yeah. uh, that that took that chipped away at the sainthood a little bit. But he's still he's up there with a the, with the David Ortiz, right? With like Pedro Sammy Sosa's in the and Pedro, he's up there in the the same in the saint category. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. So so that's my example of what I believe Bam would be. To Heat fans, if he left, where you're like, God, we used to have him, and now he's gone, and I yearn for him. Here's my question for you. Like me with Sammy Sosa, young White Sox fan watching the Cubs enjoy the fruits of Sammy's labors. (laughs) Who is the athlete that left your team, went on to have immense success, and left you envious and frustrated? Who's the athlete that left your team, Went on to have immense success, leaving you envious and frustrated. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. Jeanette, who would, who would you put that tag on? Someone that played for one of your beloved teams, left, was incredible, put up numbers, had great legacy success, and left you in the distance, in the dust, yearning for their return. You know, and I think you'd be proud of my emotional track here. When you first posted this question on Twitter, uh, my first mind went to Dwight Howard. Uh-huh. And because it ready, always does. I was ready to just fight and just tear things up in this room because yeah. I have been happy. And for once in my life, <laughs> he hasn't been in my mind for about three days. Uh-huh. Shout out Ocean Gate and the memes. Okay. But you just used the word That's immense. That's the tin can that right now is near the Titanic ruins. Don't get me started. Uh-huh. I will be here all day. Uh-huh. But then you mentioned the words immense success. Right. And I can't put Dwight Howard in that category. When he left Orlando, he objectively did not have immense success. No, because my mind went to he won a ring with the right. Lakers, he was which our, was his goal when right. he let me finish. Okay, I'm sorry. When he won a ring with the Lakers, that was his first goal when he Ruined the Orlando Magic organization. Mm-hmm. But the only way he did that is because he had a bunch of injuries, jumped through every NBA team, right. and then was a bench player, right. maybe keeping it a little warm for LeBron James while he was there. That's how he got the ring. So there's like a form of karma that makes me happy. And for that, I am not going to put Dwight Howard, and I'm going to emotionally take care of myself a little bit. So when you said immense success, mm-hmm. and I think of the Orlando Magic, Shaquille O'Neal. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the other magic big man, yes. yes. <laughs> the original Superman. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. only one that should ever be affiliated mm-hmm. with Superman and the Orlando Magic. Okay. And it wasn't just one team, it was two teams. Yes. So he went to the Lakers, uh-huh. then won a championship with them for a couple times, then he went to the Heat, and then the Suns and the Cavs and the Celtics, whatever. Right. But to have, when you were, he was drafted with the Orlando Magic, that's where he started his career. His personality really sh- like shined mm-hmm. with it. We were became one-on-one with Shaq. He put us, especially when he was playing with Penny, on the map right. in basketball, especially right. with such a young organization Right. in the 90s. They just came. We got Shaq. Now he dips and becomes as one of the best big men in the game. And I think the crux of this question, and so you saying Shaq more fits, I think, the profile of someone who would appropriately fit this question because Shaq's prime years, while things got off to a great start early with the Magic, his prime years were in L.A. 
He went to L.A. for his prime years, spent the early part of his career with Orlando. Dwight Howard's prime years were with Orlando. Why are you bringing Dwight back? And then he spent the twilight moments of his career, the lesser moments of his career, elsewhere. I do think that the answers to this question have to be someone who started with said team, had moderate or good success, and for a variety of reasons, whether it be free agency or trade or salary dumping, ended up elsewhere for their prime and put up a legendary resume, leaving the people who were there at the beginning saying, man, what could have been if only he would have stayed where he started? That's the type of athlete that's uh, the, 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 the profile that we're looking for in Shaq perfectly fits that. This is a real story. It makes me an absolute nerd more than I already am. But when ESPN 30 for 30 dropped the One Magic Moment documentary, yeah. there's Shaq and Penny are sitting next to each other. Shaq turns to Penny. He goes, I wonder what would have happened if you never injured. Penny looks at Shaq and he goes, I wonder what would have happened if you never left. And I teared. I was like, that is quintessential mm-hmm. Orlando magic pain right there. Um, yeah, I, I think that sums it up. I was just thinking about how satisfying it's going to be for FAU to beat Penny Hardaway twice a year. <laughs> is that where you're Memphis. Memphis. Oh, that's, It that's, was the I'm only sorry. time I've ever rooted against M- uh, Penny yeah. when they were playing MTSU. It was really awkward oh. because I wanted to wear my Penny Orlando magic jersey, but then I saw him on the sidelines and then FAU just steamed rolled him and oh. I was like, sorry, Penny. What I'll say, too, is that Memphis basketball team is so undisciplined, and it is a complete, complete influence by the head coach of the Memphis Tigers. You don't have I'm to just be, saying. You don't have to be petty like that, Kane. I'm just saying. You, don't, you ain't got to take it there. I'll make sure to send that to him. Yeah. yeah uh, Can you say I love, I love you, Penny? Send that to him, too. Okay. All right. Uh, so, so, for me, it's Sammy Sosa. For Jeanette, it's Shaq. Who's the athlete that left your team, went on to have immense success, and left you envious and frustrated. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. All of this coming off of the fact that I think that Bam would be that. I, I honestly now, after watching this entire postseason, and it should have occurred to me more prominently beforehand, Bam Adebayo is the linchpin Everything that he'd do to succeed is predicated upon Bam. Yes, it's Jimmy Butler's team. He's the face of this entire enterprise, okay? But in order to be successful, you've got to be able to let Spo construct it. And everything Spo does that is successful is predicated upon, the cornerstone is Bam and how versatile he is when he's on the floor. I honestly, Stone, don't think there's any argument against it now. So I can be frustrated again next year with Bam holding the ball at his ankles or or not looking that. all that great in the post. But again, from a what he does defensively and how he draws attention offensively, even if he's not on, I have no problem saying, and I'll remind myself over and over, that the Heat at their best, it's all predicated upon Bam. And we'll mark it. And we'll save it. And, and we'll play I, it back. I want it sent to me, and I'm just gonna. I need to start saving these receipts because it's getting obnoxious. I, I, I think what's so frustrating for you, and I, and all Heat fans out there, and Heat supporters, is you talk about Bam being the linchpin, and why the Heat are successful in what they do, and it being more Bam than it is Jimmy to the trained eye. And it also plays in the reverse effect. Like they're so bad at times, I think, because of Bam. So that's what's so frustrating because. 
although we think we go as Jimmy goes. On offense. On offense. Right. Not on defense, but on offense, yes. Because when Bam is bad offensively, this team is awful. And I think it's so frustrating because we try to divide the two, and he does get the 20 and 10. You talked about it being sloppy, but I think that's where it's so frustrating is because, yes, he's the linchpin, and he is the reason for our success a lot of the times, but I think he's the reason for our demise, again, a lot of the time. So it's like this tough battle we play with Bam night in and night out. Think about him being 20 and 10, but being able to do it efficiently. Right. And that's what could be the possibility if Dame comes. If you have a Dame, Jimmy, Bam, Trio. Uh, it just it 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 requires so much attention at the perimeter that suddenly Bam becomes efficient. He's not having to back somebody in. He's able to benefit off of mismatches. All of that stuff matters. And let's not forget too, Bam can play the freaking point. They won Game Five of the Bucks series because he started playing the point and running the high low game with Jimmy. Like he is he is exceptional. Yeah, and and I I think there's uh, another layer to it that you could argue that. The Heat have been unfair offensively to Bam. Like when there they was, are, they are. They ask too much of him. They ask too much of him, and they don't have anybody around him to help. Correct. If if you pay attention to the postseason, the pick and roll was played by <clears throat> Duncan Robinson right. and and Bam Adebayo. That was the one-two game. If there's no Tyler Hero, which Tyler Hero is not as as crisp and and refined playing the pick and roll as a lot of guys in the league are, <clears throat> Dame. So I think like. We play this game with Bam, and we haven't given him the full service. We haven't given him everything he needs. Jimmy's definitely not a a, a tandem offensively. So a lot can be said. It makes a lot of sense not to get rid of Bam, and it makes a lot of sense that they won't and will not get rid of Bam. The heat will not be the same without Bam. I just I feel it internally feel and it. externally. Correct. That locker correct. room would absolutely go crazy. I'm yep. trying to figure out which one's more important. Jimmy's feelings and the rest of the squad's feelings or him going and being an all-star on another team and a defensive player of the year. I don't know which one outweighs the other. I'm so glad you guys are talking about feelings here because you know when you have that friend who's been thinking about breaking up with the boyfriend or their partner for Uh about years, but they're very comfortable in a situation. So they're trying to convince themselves that they shouldn't break up with somebody because they've enjoyed it the past. Like Damian Lillard with Portland? Or Miami Heat fans with Bam Adebayo. (laughs) That's exactly what you guys are doing right now. Convincing yourselves that you guys need this guy to win. I don't think you but don't. They, th- this team, this team <laughs> without Bam, like, I, yesterday, yesterday I talked about, fine, uh, you can include Bam, but what if then the Heat knew they could go get Draymond Green? But Bam is superior offensively to Draymond by any single metric. I, Draymond will occasionally pop a three or be able to make a post move and score off the window. I'll take Bam offensively with the ball over Draymond every day of my life. And if we're just playing hypotheticals here. And Bam's a better defender than Draymond. There, I said it. How brutal would it be? Not that it would happen like this, but it could happen like this. Okay. If you're watching Bam Adebayo jog out of the locker room at Chase Center alongside the Splash Bros, like this is just not a sight we want to see. We don't want to watch him become a championship caliber guy. On a team like Golden State, alongside. Well, don't Steph forget, Curry. Draymond. Draymond's a free agent, so I, you could just sign I, him. You don't have to trade it, it for him. It won't happen, but it could. I, it just, I, I guess, it just plays further into the fact that we can't see this guy in another jersey. So much so that we're not going yeah. to let this happen. I would love for. It was just an example. One big reason this is pretty stupid of me to say, but here we go. Uh, Draymond Green would have a fantastic podcast if he joined the Miami Heat. Those would be some stellar episodes, personally. <laughs> it's noted. Pod- this podcast's like top five. Yeah. 
Like I don't think they. I don't know. Maybe maybe being South Florida based would boost that. Him and Duncan. No, it's just the stories that he would say. Oh yeah, yeah the yeah. attitude of Miami with yeah. what Draymond Green says in his podcast. Uh, well, Fantastic. Make no mistake, Draymond is heat culture. It's just Bam is more heat culture. Who's the athlete that left your team and went on to have immense success, leaving you envious and frustrated? For me, as a White Sox fan, Sammy Sosa. For Jeanette, as a Magic fan, Shaq. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Let's go to Jupiter. That's where we find Matt here on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Matt? Hey, what's, go- what's going on? Grew up in Boston. Roger Clemens, my favorite player, goes to the Yankees. Mm. Kills, kills me. Yep, that one hurts. That is that is similar just in, uh, in uh, the, the within the city circumstances as my uh, Sammy Sosa. And then... He goes on to, to Houston and brings him to a World Series as well. Um, does it make you feel any better that he's sort of just been the ultimate jerk uh, and labeled as such over the last decade or so? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Not <laughs> at all. <laughs> Matt, appreciate the call. The, the athlete that left your team and went in to have immense success, leaving you envious and frustrated. We have a ton of social media on this. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. If you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, you need to see an expert in the field. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptishealth.net slash ortho. Who's the athlete that left your team, went on to have immense success, and left you envious and frustrated? I think there's a number of examples here from a South Florida standpoint. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Twitter is open at KLV1063. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN1063. Hella proud of our guys this year. As we always try to achieve our goals, um, I think it's very important not to lose sight of the journey and all the great times we have together as a unit this year. Love my guys. Don't want to be in that position with anybody else. So appreciate y'all. And here's to a couple more. Now, back to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. That's uh, Jimmy Butler off his Instagram. Can we can we hear that one more time, Stone? Uh, he's in Brazil right now. Good he's vacationing him. in Brazil. I believe he went to Brazil last off season as well, if not, not two off seasons ago. Um, not sure. Didn't didn't uh, check my Jimmy Butler vacation track. Where did he go? Where did he go? Last, wasn't it Colombia? Yes. Um, when he when he <laughs> when he uh, put the extensions in yep. last year, he took off to Colombia. So he likes the Latin culture. Uh-huh. Huh? I mean, who 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 wouldn't? I've got a type. Who Apparently, it's like Jimmy's. Um, hey, Jimmy. But uh, this is this is Jimmy on Instagram. Jimmy Butler, to my recollection, these are the first public comments he's made because he didn't do an exit interview since um, since post-game five of the NBA Finals. But this was Jimmy sort of putting a cap on 
what his uh, his Heat teammates mean to him. This is Instagram Live. Jimmy from what appears to be the beach in Brazil. Hella proud of our guys this year. As we always try to achieve our goals, um, I think it's very important not to lose sight of the journey and all the great times we have together as a unit this year. Love my guys. Don't want to be in that position with anybody else. So appreciate y'all. The hairs to a couple more. Now, I don't know what he means by a couple more because there's no way that both Max and uh, Gabe are back. Both. One of them might be. Both of them, not happening. I would actually put like a 10% chance on Max Struess being back. I think that's accurate. I think the the franchise probably values Gabe Vincent a little bit more. I do think Gabe Vincent, though, commands more money than Max does. So I don't know. Um, now, can I ask? Sounds like something someone would say, though, knowing that there's about to be a little bit of a roster shakeup. I I, I love like, the conspiracy there. Love it, you, Dunk. It, it does make a lot of sense. But, but see, in Portland. Where did you even get from his little excerpt there in Brazil? Max Struess, the Gabe Vincent. I because thought just, you overthought that. I, I, thought, thought, the, I thought he was just shouting out no, the boys. I, okay. He's having a good time in Brazil. Right. What I'm saying, he's talking about shipping guys off. What I'm what saying is he's got to do that before he's got to do that before guys start departing. Like we're about we're we're getting close to free agency here. We've already seen one big trade. The Heat are linked with a bunch of Dame rumors. So he's just getting it in. All I'm saying is he's getting it in before some of his boys, the guys he la- he'd love to, to to do it with again, aren't around any longer. That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to throw shade at Jimmy. Uh, by the way, I'm really sorry I didn't bring this up when I was upset that everybody was on vacation but me here in these offices. Um, <laughs> thank you for the Florida Panthers. Solely blaming on you guys and everybody else who touched oh, wow. oh, the trophy. God. I thought Wanted we were past that. this no, already. No, no, no. Don't forgot. think I'm the queen of the receipts, okay? So, right. good job on that one. Um, and did you pray to Caleb? No, I haven't done it in quite some time. I have a new religion. You have what a new is, religion? What is your religion now? I haven't decided. I'm undecided. Oh, okay. Oh, well, so he's but I left, I left Calebism. Okay, I don't well, practice it anymore. Well, no, I, I, I'm taking a, a bit of a, I'm going to find myself, and then I'll <laughs> reconnect with Calebism once November comes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. All right. If he's, yeah. Now, speaking of, of religions, Aaron Rodgers, uh, what, is he Buddhist? Or is he just sort of... <laughs> don't do that. You floating. know he's not Buddhist. He's that guy with the coexist sticker on the back of the van. <laughs> That's um, Aaron like, that's like, I, I, I don't want to say insulting, but you know Aaron Rodgers is not Buddhist. I would be willing to bet he probably dabbles in it. I think he's talked about Buddhism frequently with Pat McAfee and Joe Rogan and things. I think he's very open. Kyrie Irving's Buddhist. Okay, but, but he's the most open. But to, I, I don't want to call you reckless because you're about to find it. Hopefully it's not true, but you can't just call Aaron <laughs> Rodgers Buddha. Okay. No, I'm not calling him Buddha. What I'm saying no, is I, 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 I think he at least observes elements of Buddhism. Of course, uh, he's doing yeah. the ayahuasca. He's doing that whole thing. He's finding his own God. Um, Aaron Rodgers, according to the Boston Globe, New York Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers, to speak at Psychedelics Conference in Colorado. <laughs> it's just not I, a good Should we send look. Stone? Should we send Stone? Oh, my God. Now... I would argue. I am jealous. I want to go to the psychedelics I conference. Totally. I was gonna say. I sign want Jeanette to do up. that. I'll be right for that all day. Uh-huh. This market will love that. They'll be waiting on the edge of their seat for that next article. No, are you gonna do the real research though? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, you got yeah, a deep yeah. dive. It yeah, is because I want. It, I would want to be part invest. of the event. Um, I believe it's it's legal in Colorado. Yes, it is. That's why I want to go. And what are we talking about here? We're talking like, we shrooms. Mushrooms. We're talking gummies. Like we're talking stuff like that. Yeah, I don't think he's a part of do, the hard stuff. Do gummies count as psychedelics? I, no. Yeah, okay. the, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> I, I think they do. I think they've managed to to turn mushrooms into some sort of gummies. Whatever. Yeah, but that's not that's that's a form of it. That is not it. There there are yeah. Can the answer is yes. There are gummies. There are bars. There's different there are ways to take bars, the psychedelics. Bars. That's the way you approach uh, it. Acid, like that. There's different that ways thing. to take right. acid and everything. But sniffing, the psychedelic itself is acid. Sniffing glue. For sure. I can see him. <laughs> Huffing being, paint. I can see him being yeah. one of the, the, the guys who makes. What was it, WD-40? <laughs> 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 oh, man. But I think become down. a popular trend for yeah. guys like Aaron is the uh, tea. Instead of their coffee, they replaced it with that kind of stuff. Oh, I'm pretty good sure call. Good Aaron call. Good call. Yeah. Psychedelic. Ayahuasca is a psychedelic. Absolutely. Yeah, great call. Great call. Um, I've done many things in my life, but I've never done kava. Have you guys done that? Yes, I have. Is it, is it, Wait, what, what is, is that? It's like a mud, apparently. Uh, sure, it's like mud. It is a just your very legal, um, earthy. It is a version of what they. I would compare How do you it to ingest it. You drink it. It's tea. Yeah, you. I would. Heard oh, it. it's a tea. I would oh, okay. compare it to CBD. I, oh, I, I think it. of mushrooms. It's legal. It's not. It's supposed to make you feel. It's Does it? Not, is it a trip? No, is no, it a psychedelic? Not, it's, it's not a trip. It's a fog or a, a numbness. It's not a a trip okay. at all. Really? Then can, what's the point? You can go get it at Publix. You can. There's a kava bar probably a mile so away. It just, no, there's kava bars everywhere. And I don't know if it's just a Lake Worth. There was one in Boca. I remember one right across everywhere. from FAU. Wait, wait. So uh, I'm, I'm curious, though, what the kava makes you feel. Does it make you feel high? Does it make you, like, you're not, you're not like, hallucinating anything, right? Like, you're not, you're just, you're feeling, it's, it relaxes you. Right. But, uh, I, like I said, I would compare it to CBD. It doesn't fully take you there, but huh. it, it gets your nether regions tingly a little bit. So it's something I get used to fall asleep. It doesn't, doesn't take kava for that to happen to me. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and enhancers always helps them. Uh, right. What are uh, we doing? Uh, I have no idea. Is this a show? Um, so, so that actually reminds me of the time. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my father-in-law... Uh, my father-in-law, he uh, he partakes, and and it's 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 medical. Like he has a lot of pain. He, Me too. Don't uh, worry. Partakes in. <laughs> uh, I'm probably probably not for the same reasons he does, but um, uh, he this was probably seven eight years ago at this point. It was before the girls were around, and um, uh, he he had a bunch of of weed brownies, and it was just what we weren't doing anything. It was like a random Wednesday. I think my wife and her mom were like shopping. Um, and so uh, he's like, you want some? Sure. And I, I took a piece and I'm like, oh, this will be great. I, at least it passed the time for a couple of hours. Turned out to be a way too big piece. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had to, I mean, for six hours, I was in trouble. I, I was in trouble. I mean, I took like four or five walks outside of the neighborhood uh, that he was in in Orlando, like trying to be as discreet as possible. Which neighborhood in Orlando? Every, do you remember? Uh, I can't remember. But every walk felt like it was like four hours long. And I looked down at my phone and only like seven minutes passed. I'm like, oh my God, what is happening right now? Do I do I go to the hospital? Do I What do I do? Like, it was a disaster. And I haven't consumed a weed brownie since because I don't know what my limit is. With that, I thought for sure it was like, you know what I did, is I thought like, oh, half a brownie, no problem, and that's why I had the problem. There it is, because half a brownie, 
way too much. Did your wife and your mother-in-law end up getting? I back told my wife later because my wife was like, "Are you okay?" Like she just knew something. Like I, I think when you she tried got to home, initially hide it. I was sitting cross-legged on the bed, just like <laughs> looking at the TV, but not making any expressions. And she's like, "Are you okay?" Little did she know, I took like nine walks outside um, <laughs> and thought I was in imminent danger. So that's my uh, weed brownie story. You're doing um, great. Oh, kava is a, so it's a mud thing? That's yeah, what I thought it was. It was a mud. It's a mush, mushed up shrub. Okay. Does anybody drink kava? I'm curious. What does it make you feel like? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And have you ever overdosed uncomfortably on a weed brownie? 888-760-3776. Jeanette, based on the look on her face, I'm going with yes. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. Uh, when we come back, we'll get the social media from what our original topic was back when we were a sports show. What's the athlete that left your team, went on to have a mental success leaving you envious and frustrated for me it's sammy sosa traded from the white Sox to the cubs and then exploding and then eventually turning white and that's not really part of the story uh and then jeanette with Shaq leaving the magic going to the lakers and all the legendary stuff he did after that uh who is the athlete that left your team went on i have immense success leaving you envious and frustrated hey, do you drink kava what does it make you feel like and do you have a weed brownie overdose story. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Twitter open at KLV1063. Also later in the show, a very special personal announcement from me. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Uh, Tony, um, Tony tweeted, Hey, Ken, try ecstasy and ibuprofen. Simultaneously? Uh, what? Uh, mix... Mix a little under a quarter of an ecstasy pill with half an ibuprofen and boom, kava. I don't know anything about this. I stuff. mean, uh, I suppose maybe. Uh, I don't recommend that. Just so I, I stay out of trouble and Jeanette stays out of trouble. I don't know anything about that. I'm just reading we, a tweet. We don't recommend any of the items that we have discussed. Um, that's just a tweet I'm reading. Thanks, Tony, for your, <laughs> yeah, in, your appreciate, input. Appreciate that. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I might try it. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. <laughs> on Twitter, at KLV1063, who's the athlete that left your team, went on to have immense success, leaving you envious and frustrated? Dory tweets in, Miguel Cabrera, but also Giancarlo Stanton. Marlins fan there. Phenomenal one. Now, I would argue Yankees fans are ready to ship Giancarlo Stanton back to the Marlins. Are they? Oh, yeah. I mean, he is he is probably the most hated Yankee right now, other than Aaron Boone. What He's the most he hated do? Yankee player right now. Is that a, is that accurate, Stone? Uh, he just strikes out a lot. He no. he strikes out a ton. He's a walking strikeout. I think it's fair, but only based off of Yankee fans being psychos. Well, they are that's, psychopaths. That's, that's why I'm too. confused about it. It's like, is it actually fair? Probably not. But to Yankees fandom, yeah, it's, I've uh, never it's met one logical Yankee fan before. Right. I mean, it is crazy. Miggy's numbers after going to Detroit. He hit 320 with the Marlins in 20 in 2007. 
than 292, 324, 328, 344, 330, 348, 313, 338, 316 in the next nine seasons. I mean, sweet Jesus, man. Define change of scenery. Holy crap. That is unbelievable. We have a number of Miggies here. Uh, Jimmy tweets in, Minka Fitzpatrick. Mm. So he couldn't get along with Brian Flores, probably vice versa. Brian Flores couldn't get along with him. Brian Flores didn't like his authority being questioned and bye-bye went Minka in year two to Pittsburgh. He's one of those guys where he still looks weird in his uniform. I think when you see him in a Steelers uni, it's still a little odd. There's a category of guys like that. I think Minka's in there. Uh, Osmataz tweets in, Darrell Rivas leaving the Jets, then winning a ring with the Patriots. Love that one. Yeah. Now, that's different, though, because Rivas was not in his prime once he left. That was sort of a ring by proxy with the Patriots. Like, did he contribute? Yes. Was he Rivas Island? No. It was like Dwight Howard. Yeah, it was It was maybe to a maybe lesser extent, but definitely more of a Dwight Howard-esque than a Miggy-esque uh, departure. I'm envious. This makes me angry. Dwight yeah. Howard makes me That one pulls at your heartstrings, though, because when Darrell yeah, left— Yeah, because he's a Jet. Nobody remembers him as a Patriot. So not necessarily envious, but frustrated. Frustrated, yes. because, especially because of that team. Right. Like, I would argue, too, Tom Brady fits that category, except Tom Brady was still at MVP level. Patriots fans— <laughs> Envious, if that's possible, of Tom Brady going to Tampa, winning a ring, being frustrated because the Patriots and Bill Belichick, the great, the maestro. Bill Belichick has not been the same since. Hey, yo, Pats fans, come at me. She's sticking up her middle fingers, by the way, uh, if you're scoring at home. <laughs> uh, Jared tweets in Jonathan Marcheseau. <laughs> Love it. Especially after he, uh, he kicked the Panthers in the crotch over and over and over again. And then they gave him the... Uh... The award for kicking us in the crotch. Yeah. That one's still fresh. Yeah. fresh. The Panthers crotch kicking award goes to Jonathan Marcheseau. I don't know why this is the image of just, you know, when you're playing like Tekken or any of these fighting games, you just play, press the same button. It's like the K. The yeah. Kick. Yeah. It was just continual. Press B, press B, press B, press kick. B, press B. Right. Absolutely. So good in that series. So, I mean, he was so good the entire postseason. I mean, it was ridiculous. There was no, no sound reason for it. Uh, also, we're getting a lot of Wes Welkers from Dolphins fans. <laughs> These are so good. He had a pretty good run there with the Pats. <laughs> pretty good run. Same division. Super frustrating. Uh, you know how, what's not going to be frustrating for you? If you heed my advice, if you've wanted to work in sports and you decide to go get an education and walk the red carpet into the sports industry, I tell you about it all the time. This is the path. I'm not lying to you. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program since the year 2000. Now almost 24 years of guiding its students into the sports industry with one of the most illustrious MBA in sport management in the entire world, on the entire planet. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Sign up now. For fall semester, spring semester classes online or on campus in Boca Raton, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. I have something that I need to tell all of you people. It's me being vulnerable. Uh, it is it is me uh, needing 
needing your support. Is this announcement worthy? In a time of need, um, I, I'm going to I'm going to be making an announcement. It is I've agreed to go into a submarine and head to see the Titan. Oh. <clears throat> When we come back, <laughs> uh-huh. you don't have that much Hello? money. You don't have that much money, Ken. We know this, okay? Well, they might not have that much money either soon. Well, their families will. Uh, great point. Uh, except the guy with the money is down there too. Uh, when we come back, when we come back, uh, I need to, I need some some support from the community here because I'm I'm going to be. Um, undergoing something that um, I'm nervous about. I'll tell you what it is when we come back. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominique Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.